the thing that is truly a first for sound waves is what you're walking into a space that has its own architectural presence. That's Jim Dunn. He's president of Aquatic Development Group, a firm that designs water resorts all over the world. And he's telling me about sound waves, a 217,000 square foot water and music experience that's built into the Gaylord Opryland Resort in Nashville, Tennessee. Soundwaves was named one of the world's 100 greatest places to visit by Time Magazine in 2019. It's an aquatic space with over a dozen water attractions, including slides, rivers, pools, and even indoor surfing. But when you're on the cutting edge of aquatic design, it's not the individual rides that create a one-of-a-kind experience. I can go get in a river and go fast, or I can sit in a tube and go slow, and go down a water slide. Those items have historically been pulled together in a water park, right? And everyone's like, oh, I'm not going to go to the water park. This isn't that. This is a water experience. It's a water resort. For Jim's team, figuring out how to design and build all of Soundwave's aquatic features. It all kind of started with, can we start to draw that experience vertically rather than let it all be horizontal? So Soundwave is half indoors and half outdoors. You enter from inside and above, going down into the space on a walkway that circles around the attractions below. You pass by a lounge with a view of the outdoors, two water playgrounds for really young kids, and other spots to relax as you make your way closer and closer to the fun stuff on the ground floor. A vaulted glass roof, shaped like a wave, creates a feel of a huge atrium. Bright blue water and rich green palm trees pop against a simple backdrop of lighter colors. And the sun coming in through the roof, right? Coming through the, the, the various water curtains that are there makes the landscape just feel even greener. Then, if you keep walking down that path, it takes you to the outdoors where you see multi-story water slides and beautifully sculpted pools on all sides. As you come up from, uh, from the building, you have this big view of the wave pool uh, touching all the other water features. And so you come in that space, you look around going, I've never seen this before. This is Behind the Design, a podcast where we take you behind the scenes to explore the stories behind the world's most fascinating hotels. I'm Mickey Kim, Design Director for Marriott Bonvoy Traveler. One reason I've been looking forward to this episode is that I've never heard of what it's like to design an aquatic space, especially something like sound waves. Jim is the perfect person to help me take the plunge. He spent his entire adult life designing and building aquatic spaces and part of his childhood. The first time he worked with water, Jim was pitching in to help his dad build and repair swimming pools. So it was a family business. And in a family business, uh, if you're sitting around the dinner table and there's something that needs to be done, uh, you end up going and doing it. Going over to people's houses at night and fixing their pools while they were sitting there in their swimming suits ready to go have fun was not exactly the best experience. Um, but the flip side of that was it was all about problem solving, figuring out how to get things done quickly. I had an interest in mechanics. I had an interest in design. Um, I got to put my hands on a lot of things. And so I think at the end of the day, all of those items working together 
gave me a foundation to be able to build from. And he went on to study architecture in college. Jim actually started working for the Aquatic Development Group in 1988, less than a year after graduating. His dad wasn't exactly thrilled to see Jim following in his footsteps. I remember when I called him, I said, well, I got a, I got a job with the Aquatic Development Group. Oh, why, why'd you do that? <laughs> I'm like, well, I have a job. I mean, his comment to me was, you're gonna be dealing with all these people contractors, people that are trying to sell things. And yeah, I don't know if that's what I think you should be doing. And I uh, enjoy it. I thrive in it. He thrived so much at the Aquatic Development Group that he never left. I mean, there aren't a lot of people that can say their second job has lasted for 30 years and still be having uh, fun doing it. Over the years, Jim worked on almost every water attraction you can think of. If you can name an innovation that involves having fun with water, he's probably helped bring it into the world. I think there's a lot of places where, you know, people would be like, let's make it so we have a prototype, we can do it again and again and again. And we're like, yeah, we did that. What can we do next? I got I to gotta tell you, you know, uh, I appreciate what you guys are doing because growing up, we lived about three hours away from the beach. And my first experience of a wave was at a wave pool. It was an artificial wave at a wave pool. And you know, I must have been nine years old at the time and it just blew my mind. I, I couldn't wrap my mind around how it worked and what that was like. And I couldn't wait to see the real thing. It's interesting that you're saying that, right? Because when I first came here, one of the things I first worked on were wave pools. And today, even when I walk through a park, I will find myself stopping uh, to look at the waves. Um, yeah, because it is such a great feature, right? You know, you have a good memory of that, you know, the, the waves washing up on the beach. It's a natural thing to want to go sit there and experience it. And uh, we do try to build a nice experience like that into a lot of what we do because it must be in everybody's uh, DNA uh, to go sit near where the water washes up on the beach. It's in our DNA, right, to sit by the water. Why do you think that is? Why do you think that we, as human beings, like so much about being at the wave pool or standing, you know, under a waterfall or even going down a water slide? I think it's the, um, the color. <laughs> <laughs> Because no one likes to sit near green water <laughs> or muddy water, as the case may be. But if you start looking at something and here's this blue body of water and there's something that is truly relaxing about it, right? You kind of want to pull your chair closer to it. And oh, by the way, if it can wash up on the beach and crash a little bit and make some sound like in a wave pool, okay, that's like a force multiplier, right? So you really have that extra experience. I mean, the one thing about what we do is it is a real experience. And it's not overly complicated, right? It's a simple thing. I ran out into the waves. I got hit by water. I laughed and ran around. The experience of having fun in the water is simple. But creating the space for that experience to take place, hundreds of miles from the ocean, not so easy. So I asked Jim to walk through the process for designing something as complex as sound waves. So as we start looking at um, a water experience, step number one, 
how many people? Mm. It seems like such a basic thing, but it, it's where it all starts. <laughs> how many people are we trying to accommodate in the space? Mm. Yeah. And then you run into a little bit of a challenge. So if you said, okay, I have enough space for 100 people in the water, and I have enough space for 100 people on the deck. Does that mean I have a space for 200 people or 100 people? Mm. <laughs> because the reality of it is, when you come in, you go and get a chair or put a towel on it, or we jokingly refer to it as a towel holder. <laughs> Set your towel on the chair, <laughs> you go and experience the water. Um, we also think about the location. Urban areas, people are okay with being closer together. Mm. Suburban or rural areas, people kind of feel like they want to be a little farther apart. Or even in resort areas where you're kind of saying, you know, I'm here, I really am just kind of trying to decompress, maybe I might like a little bit more space. And so that, between how many people we're trying to accommodate, you know, the, the type of experience we're trying to create, that gives us some clues as to the raw area that we need and then ultimately the, the distribution between deck and water. And then when we get into the water, we can start breaking that down into what are some in the water experiences versus what are some of the out of the water experiences. And we would say a slide is an out of the water experience. You know, you, you get in a line, there's a component of that ride that is waiting, you know, that anticipation before you get up to the uh, start, you get in the water and someone, you know, f flashes you the thumbs up and you're on your way down. Because obviously if everything is all just standing in line and riding a the slide, there's really no downtime. And I think that brings you back to this blue water, sitting next to it, taking a little time out, yeah. eating the ever-present uh, chicken fingers that we seem to want to go through. <laughs> Look. You've been in this business for a really long time, and like designing something like this is almost like a muscle memory, I'm sure. It just comes to you now. But like, for someone that doesn't know how all this is put together, like, what is it that you guys have to figure out to build all this stuff and make sure it sort of works as one experience? I say to people, you know, you have to have the capacity to play inside the park while you're actually <laughs> And so as you start considering, all right, I'm going to do this thing, what am I doing? How did I get to it? If I'm going to walk across, am I going to get my hair wet? Am I going to get splashed? Am I going to have to swim? What if I'm, you know, what if I'm 36 inches tall? You know, what if I'm uh, six and a half feet tall, right? Yeah. How does all that factor into it? So, you know, you're consciously keeping tabs on how, how all that shakes out. Yeah. And all of that is sort of hidden um, from the consumer's view. What's going on in Soundwave that someone like me, just a regular person, has no idea is actually a huge accomplishment? Um, when we were working on the project, we recognized that we just don't have an infinite amount of land. And so if we, we want this experience to happen, we're going to have to tighten up our footprint. It's very difficult for people to fully appreciate how much piping there is under all of those decks. Well, you're over a massive equipment room that filters all the water and has UV disinfection in it and it heats the water and makes sure the right amount of it is going where it needs to go. And all of that has to be fit in into a way that, that it is 
it's background, right? Because it's hidden away and tucked in in areas that make it really part of the backstory, which is where it should be. Now, in the foreground of Soundwave are about a dozen slides, rivers, pools, and other attractions that are thematically intertwined with music. After all, Nashville is one of America's greatest music capitals, and Soundwave brings that personality into the experience. So I'm going to name a few of the attractions at Soundwaves here. I love the names. I love the sort of play on words with music and going to a concert and listening to music. I thought that was really fun. Okay. Rapid Remix, a raft for four to five people that goes through a series of vortex loops with 21 LED lights and 12 music speakers. Right, we're all going to get in, we're going to pop in some good music, everybody's going to look each other, watch their mouth hang open as you go down the ride, and that's what it is, right? It's the minivan. <laughs> Crowd Surfer, a double flow rider where two people can surf at once. So we've got this sheet of water that's there, you're either riding on a boogie board or a body board. Um, you know, there's someone there saying, okay, can you do a barrel roll? Can you get up on your knees? And you know, they're really challenging you to do something special, take you out of your comfort zone, help you to realize that I can do this. And that's uh, a whole lot of fun. And then this one isn't really like a ride, but it's more like a playground, grooving lagoon, an activity pool and all ages pool that includes a rock wall and lily pad walk, basketball hoops, and a 30 foot water curtain. Basketball hoops. I, as an adult, like just reading this out, and it makes me giddy and excited to even just experience it. And I can't even imagine what a kid, when their parents sort of explains, you know, what they're going to be doing. And it's a good active component, right? So yeah. if, you, you know, if you're a parent, you want to just sit and watch. We typically put uh, in-wall seating around the edges so that kids or you know, brothers and sisters can be in there mixing it up while they're shooting basketball. Um, another fun component of that pool is that there is nothing else in the pool for part of it. You can just splash around on your own. <laughs> <laughs> so is there anything like in the future in terms of technology that you're really excited about? Some innovative ride or technology that, that's coming down the pipes in that field? Um, uh, so we're always trying to cook up experiences, and yes, um, I can't tell you exactly what they are. I don't want to. Uh, Top secret. I, I, that's what I figured. <laughs> <laughs> we have fun stuff coming. Obviously, there's got to be more fun stuff coming because the public demands of course, it. <laughs> of course, of course, of course. I have one last question. What kind of memory do you think people are walking away with when they spend a day at Soundwaves? It seems like such a, a, a horribly basic thing to say, but when, when people leave, they really should just be thinking, I really enjoyed that. Because <laughs> if they went, I really had a good time, but I wish, then we didn't get there. Mm -hmm. it, just, it, it really just has to be a simple reaction. Because obviously, if they're coming out of there going, oh, the french fries, or oh, I got water in my ear, you know, that's, you kind of didn't get there. So you pack up, Everyone's tired, they had a great time, and they were like, I really enjoyed that. And for me, that's, that's perfect. Well, Jim, thanks so much for taking time to speak with me today. I'll be sure to visit Soundwave. <laughs> well, I might hold you to that, and I think you need to send me some pictures <laughs> of you riding on the various features because 
what kind of an interview would this be if you didn't actually experience it? That's right. Uh, no, no, no. I'm definitely doing that. I'm going to take my girlfriend down there and we'll, we'll, we'll have a lot of fun. I guarantee you will have a great time. <laughs> Thank you. Behind the Design is a podcast by Marriott Bonvoy Traveler. This episode was produced by Narratively Creative. Thanks to Jim Dunn for taking us inside the world of aquatic design. And thanks to everyone in Aquatic Development Group, Blur Workshop, and Gaylor Opryland Resort for helping us out with this episode. The indoor attractions at Soundwaves are open year-round, and the outdoor space opens up during summer season. You can book a resort package at soundwavesgo.com. If you enjoyed this episode of Behind the Design, check out another episode called Designing a Better Hotel Bathroom, where we, well, you get the idea. You can hear that story and subscribe to Behind the Design wherever you get your podcasts. You can also read all about hotel design at traveler.marriottbonvoy.com, the online travel magazine where all travel is good travel. We left you a few links in the show notes so you can learn more. I'm your host, Minky Kim. Tune in next time for more stories behind the world's most fascinating hotels.